Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 320. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. I've got some good stuff to get to today, uh, kicking things off with, of course, the National Basketball Association. Yeah, the playoffs started. Um, it's a magical time. But before we talk about the playoffs, I just want to mention the the awards. The NBA awards are being announced uh, like right now. Um, they've been doing one a day, and they announced like finalists, which was kind of neat. Um, it's like the Oscars or something, where it's like, okay, here's the three finalists, and then we're going to tell you who it is. So um, right now, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Memphis Grizzlies, had a good game. In game one, uh, he was named Defensive Player of the Year. So Second year in a row, right? Um, no. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not true at all. But uh, now you're trying to make me do research on the spot. Because <laughs> um, no, I saw a thing, the three finalists from last year, none of them even got like, a vote. Oh, I thought, he, I thought I saw some that he was like... Uh, oh. Defensive first team last year. Okay, Maybe. that's what I saw then. Uh, defensive Player of the Year this year. Um, and then today uh, announced, uh, I think the, for the first year of the award, um, yeah, the inaugural Jerry West Clutch Player of the Year uh, went to De'Aaron Fox, who uh, has proven to be clutch in his playoff matchup so far, too. And so. we also talked about it last night. They showed a stat that said that DeAndre, De'Aaron Fox, what's De'Aaron Fox? <laughs> Led the <clears throat> NBA in clutch points. And we even were asking ourselves, when does it become clutch points? Uh, obviously the fourth quarter, and I know it has to be within, what, like five or six points or something? Or Yeah, I don't know what that definition is. I'm sure other places have their own definition. If anybody out there knows, give us a call. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the finalists for that, for that award were uh, Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan, who um, they're second and third there. Uh, De'Aaron Fox wins that award. Um, but then we also got, mm. um, so MVP, just starting off with a big one. Giannis and Bede and Jokic, that's very clear, and I think Embiid's going to win it. I don't yeah. think it's going to be close either. Um, yeah, the Nuggets went on a little improved. slip there. Yeah, most improved, Jalen Brunson, uh, SGA, and Lori Mark. Honestly, all three of those guys. You can give those guys a three-way tie, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think it'll go to Lori. Uh, it should it go was, to Lori. the biggest surprise, I think. Uh, rookie of the year, Paolo Banchero, the uh, number one pick. Uh, Walker Kessler of the Utah Jazz and Jalen Williams of the Thunder. So um, that's the number one pick. And then a late lottery, I think. And then Walker Kessler was like a late first rounder. So uh, interesting group right there. Um, Sixth man, Malcolm Brogdon, Bobby Portis, and Emmanuel Quickly. Notable that the leading six-man scorer is not a finalist even. So that is... um, the, the Clippers' Norm Powell is actually the, the leading scorer among six men. Um, and that seems to be a, a legacy there. I was thinking about that. You had Jamal, yeah. you had Lou Williams, and Montrose Harrell, I think, have all led six men in scoring, if not won the award. Um, so a little, a little sad not to see Norm up there. but Maybe that's I think, why. Uh, Maybe they just wanted to give it to another team. I think with, like, Brogdon and Portis, their teams were better. And that, yeah. that just makes more sense. So. Um. Coach of the year, Mike Brown of the Kings, uh, Mark Dagnolt of the Oklahoma City, and Joe Mazzulla of so the Celtics. So this is another one where I think it 
has to go. I think it has to go to Mike Brown. Yeah. I would assume because of you know really what he did, but you got to give credit to all these guys. I mean, Oklahoma City people thought weren't going to be a playoff team, and they were a playoff team, or they were almost a playoff team, I guess technically. Yeah. Uh, and then you know the Boston coach. I mean, he obviously came into that situation not knowing he would be the coach, but I feel like that's also kind of similar to a, like a Luke Walton situation where it was like Luke Walton took over, and then it's just like you know I'm sure he's a good coach, but he also just has a very good team, and that helps. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> But uh, great coaching by Mike Brown. And it's kind of funny because Mike Brown used to be a, a known as like more of a defensive style coach. And the Kings led the NBA in scoring and were also one of the worst defensive teams. So definitely uh, he's just letting his young men run free. Yeah, and I wonder how that works when you, you – know, he's gone back and forth between, between being an assistant and a head coach. So he's coached with so many people at this point. But he started out with the Spurs way back when, which is a defensive-focused Spurs. Oh, but yeah. the Spurs – Became more of an offensive team like ten years later, but and now I think um, Popovich doesn't even no, doesn't even know that his team yeah. players. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the, the matchups. So yeah, the real playoffs started Saturday, but we did have the playing games. Um, yeah, last this time last week, uh, we were in the middle of the first round of the play-in. Yeah, I think this time last um, week it was uh, it was obvious that it was the Hawks that were going to get past the Heat. Yeah, so it's interesting. At the end of the day, <clears throat> the seven and eight teams all made the playoffs. So no 9 or 10 made it. Um, but we did see some upsets. So the Hawks did steal that 7 seed. Uh, and then the Bulls, as a 10 seed, did beat the ninth seeded um, Raptors. Raptors and I believe losing. Oklahoma was a dog also. Yeah, same thing. Oklahoma City, uh, the 10 seed, upset the number 9. But then at the end of the day, Minnesota took care of business against them. Took so. care of business very easily also. They, yeah. they, did, they played very well. But, uh, yeah, we had those first-round matchups. Uh, we had the Nets versus the 76ers. Uh, Sixers took game one, and they've also taken game two, currently on a 2-0 series lead. Uh, the uh, Boston Celtics took down the Atlanta Hawks in the first game and are currently up by nine points in the, towards the end of the third quarter. So uh, Boston's, as of right now, on their way to take a 2-0 series lead. Uh, and then also on Saturday... We had uh, the New York Knicks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland, taking a 1-0 lead, stealing home court. But they are currently down by 15 with the first half coming to an end. Uh, so Cleveland looking like they're going to even this series up. But, you know, crazier things have happened. And then the final game that was this past Saturday was the Kings and Warriors, which was just as advertised. Uh, great high-scoring game. A lot of threes. A lot of scoring from, you know, guys like Curry, Fox, Malik Monk stepped up. And the Kings took care of business. And I, I will note, I did say this last week. I said, I believed that the Kings were going to take game one because I said the crowd was just going to be loud. And just, we watched the game last night that the Kings also took down game two. They're up 2-0 in the series. And <clears throat> from what we saw, that arena's loud. And it made me, it almost gives me flashbacks of back when uh, the Lakers would play the Kings in the playoffs. And it was just, it's a tough place to play. And but the Warriors already being 11-30 and 30 on the road this year. Uh, it doesn't matter that this is only an hour away from where they're at. Uh, they uh, they struggled on these uh, game two a little bit on the road. You could tell, and there was some some controversy in the game, some drama. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think there are a couple key storylines from this series so far. I think one is um, is Jordan Poole good? Yeah, that's a that's a struggle. We, we I had. Uh, he had an okay game one, but was pretty miserable there in game two. And I. And I, it's like, was that guy ever good? I think the La- uh, Lakers. I think the Golden State Warriors are better off with going with Gary Payton because 
He, he shot well yesterday, two, 13 points, two of three from three, five of six from the field, but it's his defense that he brings. And he gets you those points that Offensive are— Offensive rebounds. I was going to say, because he, he gets you those points, he gets you those stats you don't see. He's running after every loose ball. He's saving balls. He's, you know, his dad is a you know Hall of Famer, one of the best, if not the best, guard defender of the game's ever had, you know. So uh, I, I honestly think that, uh, and you could see it a little bit there. You know, he played 27 minutes yesterday. Poole played 16. I think if Kerr Smarty realizes that, hey, you know, Jordan Poole's got a little bit of an ankle injury, but also he's not scoring, but he's also playing. His defense has been horrendous. And I noticed it on a couple things uh, yesterday also. So Golden State, I, I'm thinking especially game three, I think you're going to start seeing his minutes go up, down a little bit more and more. Yeah, but then the real storyline is the... Um... The scrap, I guess, between Sabonis and Draymond Green, which is extended through both games. Um, I, w- I was very upset in game one, towards the end of the game, when uh, Draymond Green and Sabonis going for a rebound. They both went to the ground, and Draymond Green um, tried to get up and then fell back over on Sabonis, preventing him from uh, playing defense on a key possession. Uh, led to a wide-open Warriors three that they did, they did miss, luckily for Sacramento. Um but like Draymond Green knows knows what he's doing in that situation, and that a four on four would be a, a bigger advantage for the Warriors than it is the Kings. Um, and they yeah, just extended into game two, just a lot of lot of pushing, a lot of fighting. Um, I think kind of a cheap play where Draymond backed into um, Sabonis, knowing he was going to have to try to run back down court. Um, they called it a foul on the floor and reversed it and said, oh, you know, it was, it was nothing, you know, small contact. It wasn't a big deal, but just. The kind of little cheap shit that that he he gets away with, um, and that actually makes him such an effective player is is the little things like that um, that do happen on the court that are maybe a little more you know above board, but like it's just little things like that that annoys people. Um, and I thought he was really good last night um, when Looney the, went out. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, uh, that stretch right before uh, the incident with Draymond, he was playing with a lot of energy. He was getting rebounds. He was facilitating. I mean, we were even saying that they were just. The way they were rotating, moving, like constantly moving, knowing where each other were, they were on their way to come back, you know, but, you know, Draymond let his emotions get the best of them. And I really do think that prevented it because obviously we saw the play where, you know, Sabonis is on the ground and there's a loose ball and they're getting it. And the Warriors got the rebound. I believe Curry had the rebound and they were going and Sabonis grabbed uh, Draymond's ankle and then Draymond was trying to get off of it and then decided after he did get free to use uh, – I heard this, uh, Andy, you might enjoy this, and maybe you too, Sean, that the guy described it as he said once he got free, he used Sabonis as one of how the, the same way those mascots use the little trampolines when they're doing a dunk. Just stomped on him and jumped off. And, you know, obviously it uh, got Sabonis, and Sabonis was in clear pain and, uh, you know – that really killed him because I really believe that let's say Draymond's able to just get un out of that or just doesn't, you know, a step on the guy so viciously warriors are going on a break there or maybe Draymond, if he was able to fall and not like injure his ankle. Cause I've also heard that, you know, the way Sabonis had his ankle, you know, you never know, like you could get twisted up and stuff, but you know, if Draymond would have just fallen down, I mean, Sabonis did end up getting a technical. We, we know Draymond got ejected, but you know, Warriors were going to go on a break there. They were only down four at that time. If they go and they score there, you got a two-point game. I would assume Sacramento would have maybe called a timeout because that's when the momentum was going. You could have had, And Draymond wouldn't have been ejected. You could have had a totally different game. But, you know, that's a world we don't live in. So we can't assume what could have happened, what did, what didn't happen. For all we know, that game could have escalated more and Draymond could have actually killed somebody. 
So there's always there's always two different ways to look at something. Yeah, I mean he was he, he was crazy. I don't know if he was trying to hype his team up too, like when they were reviewing the play uh, on the side. side. <laughs> and he is doing the like the Hulk Hogan uh, <laughs> hand up to the ear move, and it's like <laughs> you know if you did that in the streets, that would be like a crime. Like you did commit a crime. Like that's. Could, that was serious force that you did could, hurt someone. Yeah, on. That, that for sure would have gotten him kicked out of a bar. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little mm. weird to be like doing the wrestling stuff when it's like, well, that's fake. He was just real. He <laughs> was jawing with a, a guy in the stands that was honestly looked like Hulk Hogan, like Hulk Hogan size, big white dude with like a bandana on, and just you know, obviously TNT doesn't have enough time to know what's going to happen, edit things. But this guy just gives Draymond both fingers. They're yelling at each other, and they're not that far apart. And this guy looked like he was a member of Hell's Angels. So, I mean, it was just... It was almost malice at the palace, too. Yeah. I would, I mean... Did Draymond... It would have been interesting if Draymond did play in the 90s, early 2000s, because he would have had, I think, a malice at the palace moment. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know if when, if when push gets really to shove, I don't know how Draymond is. I, I think Artest is still a crazier person than Oh, him, no, so. Dr- Artest is, but he's, yeah. he's our crazy person. <laughs> Steven Jackson didn't fuck around either. I mean, he was, you know, people forget he threw a hell of a haymaker in that Malice of the Palace. Well, it was O'Neal that destroyed that one guy, right? No, it was Steven Jackson that threw that punch. What? Didn't O'Neal destroy the guy on the court? Oh, maybe on the court, yeah. The guy actually got into the court and, like, <laughs> ran up to O'Neal and was like, oh, shit, this guy's seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah. Steven Jackson's got the one yeah, where he's he, the guy when he jumps over the crowds, and he yeah. threw the first punch and just, yeah. Well... Yeah, yeah we haven't seen anything like that. And it was, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it was ever going to get there, but he was definitely. Well, you could tell the crowd. The yeah. crowd got riled up. I mean, when it's just the testosterone that flows through. When when men see other men fight, they get there's just an energy that comes through, and everybody's just all ready to fight each other. I mean, it gets. It's, you know, one of the things with the Cleveland Indians when they did the dime beer night. Dime beer night goes ugly, and that's a real story. When they did, uh, did you ever hear that story, Sean? Really quick. Yeah, I think I have, but you can tell <clears> it. Yeah, when the Cleveland Indians did uh, advertise that they were going to sell beer for a dime, and it led to the fans brawling on the field with the players, and they never did it again. <laughs> and I think about that, and it's like, uh, obviously you couldn't do it a dime, but like, let's say beer was five bucks at the game, which is like crazy yeah, to think, but it's like that would be it. a heavy discount. They never do those alcohol discount things anymore, like yeah. across the world, because I think they learned better. But. Yeah, I think Cleveland ruined it yeah. for everybody. Thanks I mean, a lot. Andy, yeah, Andy, Germany, Germany still doesn't, you know, I could imagine they can handle it discount. over there. I don't know. One euro night. Yeah. I want to ask, you guys obviously watched the video, I'm assuming on a replay like everyone else did, uh, you know, through threads and, and whatnot. How and why did Sabonis fall in the first place? Uh, I think just going for the. I think he missed a shot or it was the loose ball and he like. Yeah, I think he was fell a little, backwards. A little bit of a flop where he, the ball. Yeah, he it looks lost like he just kind of like. Yeah. Falls over and tries to take Clay Thompson with him. I mean, he did take someone yeah. else with him. There was a couple guys on the ground, I think, and then Draymond got and then he uh, grabbed a Draymond. He's like, "You're going with me." Yeah, these guys know what they're doing. They know that if you <clears> go down, you can deceive the ref sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, the whole thing is a charade. Because the only reason that play got replayed was because Draymond stomped on him. I mean, if Draymond would have just, like, gotten out of it and been like, you know, like, what the hell? Like, you know, like, just gotten free. I mean, they would have never even, I don't I even mean, think, looked Draymond could have flopped himself. He could have been like, oh, he's touching my ankle. Oh, and, and taking a dive. And they probably would have called a foul. 
Um, Draymond doesn't. Honestly, I'm, su- like I'm more surprised Draymond didn't just go for the nuts again. Like it yeah. was like 20, yeah. was that 2019 when he, yeah. or yeah. 2018, there, 16, you know? 16, holy shit. Yeah. He's going for a new thing. He's going for the chest. Next it's the throat. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how it gets any better. Cause like, I don't, I don't know if Sabonis has a history with anyone, but like if, if they advance, like Draymond could be playing uh, either Memphis or the Lakers. And I don't see that's LeBron or it's Dylan Brooks. Those are like two. Of his nemesis, right there. So, well, Dylan, I think if it's Dylan Brooks and Draymond, I think there actually will be a real fight. <laughs> but we're not gonna have to worry about that because the Lakers. Yeah. Actually, that's the next one we'll talk about is the Lakers, because there's the the first game that played Sunday was the Lakers and Grizzlies. Um, Lakers took care of business. One twenty eight, one twelve. They take game one. They also take back home court. And a big story in that game was John Morant gets hurt. Hurts his wrist pretty bad. They came, or his hand came back that nothing was broken, but uh, he's a game time decision. And a lot of things I've seen have almost just. Grizzlies are in trouble. We'll just put it that way. I mean, I know it's only been one game, but a lot of things think that they're in trouble. I mean, I even without Jaw, I think they can still at least compete with a little bit with the Lakers because the Lakers are either, you know, Lakers had a good game too because they had role guys step up. I mean, Rui Hachimura had a good game with. Um, Scoring 29, and then Austin Reeves with 23. I mean, they had some some key guys step up, and uh, you know that was it was a good game for them. And uh, they play uh, tomorrow, as in Wednesday, back in Memphis. Early start here for the West Coast, 4:30 start, which is a, a bummer, but you know, right after work, I guess, straight to watching the game. But uh, yeah, that was a uh, good little game there for the Lakers. And then uh, the second game yesterday was. Milwaukee and Miami, and that was another game that uh, was a little shocking. Miami took care of business against number one seed Milwaukee, beating them by 13, and Giannis also gets hurt in the game, leaves in the second quarter, never comes back. Uh, I don't know. What, do you know the extent of his injury? I don't know. I haven't heard anything, so. I feel like he's uh, like. Right here two hours ago, he's doubtful. So he's doubtful for game two, and I also know that Tyler Hero got hurt, and I think is done for the series. Yeah, they said he broke his hand. He's out for six weeks. Okay. So he's definitely done. So he's done. probably done for the playoffs because yeah. I can't imagine. Um, but then again, you never know. Miami got to the finals for years ago. But uh, yeah, uh, this, uh, Milwaukee uh, could be a little bit of trouble. I mean. What's, what's crazy about this uh, Giannis injury, and then same thing with John Morant, they were similar plays. Um, they're both charges, um, or at least attempted charges or attempted drawing a charge. Uh, a lot of people want to change the rules here. There's a lot of charges being called. Um, just people know how to slide under there. You get right in front and then, you know, the guy's already like moving pretty fast and how are they going to get out of the way? Um, and so you saw two big injuries happen on a play like that. So, uh, jaw jumped up way up in the air like thinking he was going to dunk and Anthony Davis was already there and he landed on his hand and then yeah Giannis came down hard and hurt his back so um I feel like if they get him back they'll, they'll be fine Giannis? right even if they go yeah. down 0-2 here at home they get him back I think they can still handle yeah because Tyler Hero is going to be a big a big loss because he's a scorer and that's always unless that stress guy steps up and maybe they resurrect uh David uh Duncan Robinson, but he's... Uh, I could resurrect David Robinson, too. Yeah, that would really be good. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. That could be a, that'll could be that end up now being a good series. I think some people thought that series could have been a sweep, and now that series could be one that goes seven. Uh, and then the third game of the afternoon there, Andy's favorite game, 
the L.A. Clippers against the Phoenix Suns. L.A. Clippers, take care of business on the road. Andy, since it's your team, I'll let you uh, tell us what you saw because I know you probably watched the whole thing and watched it. Yeah, well, this was this was the matchup that I wanted because uh, there was wouldn't be any expectations. I wouldn't feel nervous about them blowing it because they were not favored against the Suns. The Suns have Kevin Durant. They were eight zero heading into this game when in the games that he had played for them, uh, and they were one of the one of the favorites to win the title. So uh, getting this matchup, I'm like, all right, a little little bit of pressure is off here. Um, but the Clippers came out. I think they got a 16 point lead early in the first half. Uh, and blew the whole thing, went down by nine, <laughs> um, which is like, yep, that's what I expected. Um, Phoenix was just missing shots they could have made, could have made. Um, but the Clippers went on a run. I think it was like close game at, in the, at heading into the fourth quarter. The Clippers just outplayed them in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kawhi is a better player than Kevin Durant when it comes to fourth quarters. I think. Yeah. So I saw something that uh, I was listening to something. I should say that I talked about how Kawhi Leonard that. They think that maybe Kawhi Leonard was a little, you know, offended that like, hey, you know what? There were four because at the start of this series, the Clippers were four to one to win this series, and that has obviously gone significantly down. And they were and Kawhi Leonard played great. I think like it was more of a statement from Kawhi Leonard to be like, hey, let me remind you who I am. I've won two NBA Finals, and I was. They were saying that they think that when Kawhi Leonard's healthy and at his best. That he's just as good as Durant. I mean, he plays better defense than Durant. And I mean, he can score just as well as the rest of them. And I think people forget about him because, you know, he's had his injuries and, you know, he plays in the West Coast where he's playing at, you know, 10 o'clock at night if you're in the East Coast. And he uh, he's making people remember now. And they uh, the Clippers play this evening, game two. And I'm just going to talk about it. It's just a notable thing that a lot of people have talked about today. But the ref for tonight's game, Scott Foster, Chris Paul is 0-14 straight up in games that he refs in the playoffs when Chris Paul's playing in that game. So I don't know. Will history continue to, you know, will that trend continue? Cause if it does and Clippers got a two Oh lead going into LA, then Andy, this, they could just be teasing with you. Maybe they're going to actually give you this false hope. And then all of a sudden <laughs> sun's just storm, but that's, you don't want that. I think you wanted your throat just cut right away. Now I think yeah. you might be surviving. Now you're going to be like in an episode of like saw or something where you're just making it to the end. Until it's game over. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll see what happens in this game. I think uh, Chris Paul wasn't that effective. I mean, it, he had he almost had a triple-double, except he couldn't even get to 10 points. A bad shooting night. But yeah, at the end of the game, I think it ended up being Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden taking some shots, and it looked like Kevin Durant was frozen out. Um, another thing about this series that's going to be frustrating is uh, I was reminded of how much I hate Devin Booker, and I think we're yeah. all in agreement. <laughs> Just an annoying guy. Yeah. Um, he had a play where he he made a, one of the worst turnovers I've ever seen. Um, Bones Highland went in for for the the layup. He fouls Bones. They don't call it. Very clearly hit him on top of the head. Um, and then Booker acts like he's like the greatest player of all time. Like he made this incredible defensive play when he clearly fouled the guy. And it's just like I hate this guy. And then he had a kick ball that he got away with too. That was so blatant. And it's just like I fucking hate this guy. Um, and we all got to witness his, uh, a great play at the end that. Um, you know, he got he got a shot blocked and had it absolutely love it stripped off his leg, and it was the key play of the game, and uh, it was made by Russell Westbrook, who had been just just horrible throughout the game, but in the fourth quarter he had a he had a bunch of offensive rebounds and just gave the team energy. But it's like it's so hit or miss. I mean, 
Three nineteen is what he finished. Yeah, that's awful. And I believe he started zero for eight. <laughs> Maybe just stop shooting. Like no, I, I don't know why did he, you... he will never stop shooting. He doesn't. He believes too much in himself. <laughs> why did you take nineteen shots when you weren't making them? Like what? What's going on? Um, we also had a, Shoot, had a couple you know, of big free keep throws. Keep shooting. So. They always say it, Andy. Yeah. What's so frustrating is he's clearly their best point guard. Like he had eight assists. He's good. He can handle the ball and he can get in and pass and make plays. It's like just do that. Just pretend like you don't know how to shoot. Well, I mean, how many offensive shoot, rebounds did he have? Ended up being five. Okay, they they so seem to be at the end of there. Take away five of those shots. So he's know. three or fourteen. So still terrible. Also, Andy, I will, yeah, I will but, say. Eric Gordon has been a pretty solid pickup for them. He's really hit or miss too, but yeah, he, he had he's, a big He's shot. more hit than he yeah. is compared to Westbrook. Oh, yeah, like shooting percentage-wise. Because Eric Gordon's actually a good shooter. Yeah, I and mean, he ended up with three threes. He had a big one at the in the fourth quarter, like yeah, a 30-footer. Um, and that reminded me of, you know, when I was just a young man, and he was just <laughs> as well uh, back in 2008. Say, Eric Gordon's got to be, like, not much older than... I think really you. identical age is, uh, he's, he's no, he's one, he's 34, he's 11 months older than me. Okay. Oh, he's born on Christmas. Yeah. Christmas baby. Yeah. Awesome. I wonder if he knows that. He probably does. I think so. <laughs> the so anyway, thing, that'll be a, the one thing I want to point out though, that Andy kind of mentioned Booker gets stuffed by Westbrook at the end of the game and is too busy pretending and trying to act for the ref of, Oh, that was a foul when it was one of the cleanest blocks of the game that he doesn't pay attention to the ball, and then Westbrook chucks it off of him to go out of bounds. Just like, that's why the Suns suck, and I think everyone kind of hates them as a team outside of people who maybe live in Phoenix. Focus on the goddamn game and stop pretending and and just trying to put on the charade. uh, There's so much charade, and I get it's playoffs, but fucking just play. Yeah, there's a a lot of these, this generation of players, they they complain a lot to the refs, and they want fouls, and... There is a lot more fouls called, and, you know, it is what it is. But uh, that'll be a good game, too, this evening. Uh, big game for both teams, because I obviously Suns don't want to go down 2-0 going to L.A., and the Clippers want to be up 2-0 going to L.A. against a team that they were supposed to be heavily underdog to. So uh, the final game of the evening, though, was the biggest blowout of the week, I, I think, unless, unless Boston was a bigger one, but I don't recall. No. But uh, the Denver Nuggets beat the... Minnesota Timberwolves by 29 points. Uh, and this looked like the Nuggets team that people believed could be your NBA champion. I mean, they played like the one seed. They took care of business. Uh, they looked good. Uh, Minnesota did not look good at all. Uh, and this Denver team, if they play like that, they're dangerous. I mean, they they went 34-7 and seven at home this season. The altitude of Denver is not an easy place to play. Uh, if Denver, if Denver's got depth. I mean, they, they'll, they could be a force. I mean, they're the one seat for a reason. I think, um, uh, yesterday, I mean, on a Sunday, they, they showed that, uh, Hey, don't forget about us. Uh, cause you know, we I was even saying this to Andy. I mean, going into the playoffs, the, the favorites were Milwaukee, Boston, Phoenix, and then golden state. I mean, there's just so much respect and love for golden state because they are the defending champs. They've won it four times in the last, like, seven years or whatever it is. So they're a team to, to fear and the odds makers are going to do that. Cause they're never going to make them like, you know, 15 to one or something, 12 to one, like maybe they should be because they know everybody would be betting on it. But now, you know, they uh, are down two Oh, so I don't know what the, maybe there's definitely gonna be some better value in golden state. Now, if you really believe in them, but 
I thought Denver looked good. I, I you know, Denver looked looked really good. So uh, they play uh, tomorrow, uh, and I, if they keep playing like that, this this series is going to be over very quickly. But I guess we will see because Minnesota does still have some good athletes and some good players, and I bet they can at least steal one in Minnesota. But I don't know. It'll be a big game too if if they can somehow figure it out. But we will see. So I have one last thing for okay. the NBA here. Um, I did a little research. Um, I, was a little, I guess I was bored. I don't know. Um, but you know how like, you think of certain players as uh, great playoff players and certain players as, as chokers. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to look into it. Like, well, what's, what's the real story here? Um, so I looked uh, using basketball references, win shares per 48 minutes. So it's, a, it's an advanced stat that combines a bunch of different things to try to get like a picture of who's, who's the best player. Um, it's not it's not perfect. People have a lot of problems with it, but it's something. But you can also show how someone plays in the regular season versus the playoffs. Uh-huh. So, um, I've, I've, the first like twelve people are like the, the the most people have career points in the playoffs. So LeBron is so far ahead of everyone in career playoff points, like active. It just it's it's insane. Um, LeBron James in the regular season is a point two two six. That's win shares per forty eight minutes. So um, don't try to do the math on it, but that's just that's good. That's very good. In the playoffs, he is actually better, oh. which makes sense because some of those those Cleveland runs where he carried the team, where he just turned it on. But um, that's that's pretty big because I mean, when we get down to it, you play worse in the playoffs because the competition's better. Yeah. Um, so to be better and that much better is is pretty significant. Um, on the other side, Kevin Durant goes from point two one five to point one nine three, so it's a a decent drop off there. Uh, Steph Curry, 0.203 to 0.193. That's a slight drop off. Slight drop. James Harden. Now, here's a guy we think <laughs> of as a playoff choker. Uh, from 0.218 to 0.175. That is a pretty big drop off. 0.04, it's the biggest one we've seen so far. Uh, so there is a little truth to that. Chris Paul, similar, similar thing of, oh, that guy chokes in the playoffs, right? Well, here's the interesting thing. Chris Paul at 0.236 actually has a better uh, career win shares than LeBron James. So no one thinks he's better than LeBron, but Chris Paul is so good at doing the little things that I, help in these stats. I feel like a lot of those things probably like in New his time in New Orleans also, right? Yeah, he was he was he very was, good throughout his days there. Um, but he drops off to .193, which is a, a same drop of as James Harden. But .193 is still pretty good. That's tied with Steph Curry. Uh-huh. So if he's a choker, it's because he does play a little worse. But... He still plays pretty well. That's what overall. people see, though. They see you play worse, and yeah. that's what makes you be the choker. So Kawhi, 0.219 to 0.225, a little bit better, and yeah. I think that's That's why consistent. he's got a couple rings. This isn't what we think. Uh, Clay Thompson barely changed 0.105 to 0.09. These stats Which don't like Clay Thompson. makes sense, too, because Clay Thompson's just a shooter, pretty yeah. much. Russell Westbrook, 0.139 to 0.119. So that's, that's, that's an a awful good, good drop-off. Drop Paul George, basically the same thing, 0.146 to 0.123. He's again his reputation that he's terrible in the playoffs, but you know it's it's a it's a pretty average drop off. Um, Giannis is basically the same. Um, See, so yeah, I went by career points. Al Horford is uh, at the eleventh most active playoff points. A lot of games for that guy. Um, he has a, he has a decent drop off. Jimmy Butler, you you would th- say Jimmy Butler, that's a guy who shows up in the playoffs. He doesn't care about the regular season. He actually has a pretty significant drop off by .026. But you know what happens is if you have one good playoff run, you're forever remembered. Yeah. As a, so that, that 2020 year, right? The bubble year. Mm-hmm. 20, year yeah, it was the bubble year. Um, I think that's forever cemented Jimmy Butler's legacy when, like, maybe when he was with the Bulls, maybe they, he sucked in the playoffs. I don't know. Um, Kyrie, dead, dead even. 
Uh, Draymond plays a little bit better. Yeah, because um, he gets hyped. He's a he's an energy yeah. player. That doesn't surprise me. That he's a little bit better. Jason Tatum is a little worse, but it makes sense. He had a he's big had playoff bad, run. Bad, bad, well, bad NBA Finals, though, is why I think he's a little yeah. worse. Here's the big one. Damian Lillard, 0.177 in the regular season, 0.114 in the playoffs. Now, that is not his reputation. Yeah. Damian Lillard has two series-ending buzzer beaters <laughs> to his career, and that has given him this reputation as a clutch playoff performer. Um, but I believe the last time he was in the playoffs, he had a pretty awful yeah. uh, series, and now it's two years in a row he hasn't made yeah, it. I was going to say, I don't even remember so, the last time he was there. Um, that is pretty interesting. That, that would I would not have guessed that, but... yeah. Um, a couple of those seasons, he did very poorly with Portland, shot the ball really bad, but he has those two huge game winners. Um, Jokic is a big drop-off as well, but he's just his production is just incredible. 0.247 in the regular season versus 0.205. Yeah. That's still better than it was. Yeah, his, 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 yeah his. Um, and then Embiid. Embiid is actually the biggest drop-off from regular season to playoffs Ooh. of any player. Um, and we just saw in for, through two games he's been very good. Yeah. So I think it's if you remember those. It's early, also been against a, a pretty rough, yeah. bad Brooklyn team. We'll see how he is when he gets to face like a Milwaukee or a Boston. But those, those early Philly teams always would melt down, and you'd always take it to Ben Simmons. But and Bede would melt down too. That Atlanta series a few years ago, and Bede was shitty too. And it's like every, everyone, every all the blame goes to Simmons. Um, but Embiid really choked that one as well. Um, so yeah, he's he's the worst uh, of anyone I have here. His biggest drop off. Now still a productive player, but um, he's got to change that this year. Yeah, I think I think he has a good opportunity to do it. Um, and then yeah, another notable one, Devin Booker. We hate Devin Booker. He has a pretty big big drop off. Um, and then the last two I have here, Jamal Murray, point one to point one five seven. So he really turns it up in the playoffs. And uh, Anthony Davis. 0.212 to 0.236. He is oh. an elite playoff performer. There you go. And I think and he had a good. Yeah, he was game. good in those years where he did make it with New Orleans. He played really well. They would get like swept, or the one year where they swept Portland. He was incredible. Yeah. Um. But then that Lakers run, he played. I think it was like they played like twenty something games that year in the playoffs. Yeah, in the bubble. Yeah, and he was incredible the whole way. So, um, and he had a great game one. So yeah, uh, very interesting uh, stuff. I mean, yeah. it does make you. You know, people don't you know realize that as it's it's the same thing with baseball. Like there was the whole thing with Madison Bumgarner when it would come to the oh, playoffs, yeah. his ERA was electric. Like some guy, and then there was other players that pitch well all season. Like I know Verlander struggled at those that year with the Tigers. I mean, I think he did a little bit better with Houston, but I know with the Tigers that year when they lost to the Giants, that was like his Cy Young season with Detroit, and he got shelled in the playoffs. And it's you know you see some hitters, you know. Our clutch that can get big hits in the playoffs, and some people completely disappear. Baseball would be another interesting one to do uh, some research on at, yeah, another, at a le- latter date. Yeah, what's hard with baseball is that like there's just not enough games, and then it's like it's like Clayton Kershaw's the only guy you'd be like, well, he's Clayton Kershaw's now thrown almost a well, full season. I was season. gonna say like hitting though too. Yeah, like because you could see like I mean, remember that year when uh, the Yankees when Raul Ibanez was coming in and hitting walk off home runs? Like, yeah, there are guys that it seems like that, but yeah. But again, even if you're like, unless you're Derek Jeter, you have like 200 at bats. Yeah, for your career or something. Uh, but yeah, the the two best playoff performers, according to this list, according to this stat, are LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So uh, well, you're, good, you're in good hands. Here yes. we go, then, baby. <laughs> here we go. Well, is that uh gonna wrap it up for our NBA? Yeah, that's that a good Let's comprehensive talk about one. It. Yeah, I mean it's it's the playoffs. Yeah. Let's talk about some baseball. Yeah, baseball isn't as uh, not going to be talked about as much. Um, 
Tampa Bay, they did finally lose. Uh, so they got all the way to thirteen and zero. They're now fourteen and three, maybe fifteen and three. I think that game wrapped up. Yeah, they were. Uh, it's, um, it was. Yeah, they were up big. They were up like eight zero in the fourth or something. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> still a very good product, fifteen and three. That's pretty great. Um, other teams that have gone off to a good start: the Atlanta Braves, thirteen and four, and the Milwaukee Brewers, twelve and five. I think we always want to bury the Milwaukee Brewers because we just their lineup never seems that good. Uh, but they just keep turning out pitchers, and yeah, they're having a, a good start so far. But and they, they've been scoring runs. I mean, they've got a plus thirty-two run difference right now. Yeah, but you like you look at the lineup, and you're like, is this really that, that good of a, a lineup? Um, you know, yeah, Rowdy Tellez. It's like, yeah. Yeah, all right, okay. Yelich is not. It's because those player. young guys have been stepping up so far. Like Garrett Mitchell, I know is doing well. He's a local guy. He's from Orange County. Went to Orange Lutheran. Oh, okay. Yeah, my uh, uh, actually, quick fact: my uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, Babysat him All right. <laughs> when he was a kid, so he was—he's a local local guy. So good for him. I know he was off to a—he's been off to a decent start, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I said it with Tampa Bay. They started off the season with a very simplistic schedule. They had the Nationals, Tigers, and A's, and they took care of business. And then they played Boston, and they took care of Boston. But then once they played Toronto, they finally lost to Toronto, and then uh, I must have lost a couple to Toronto. And then yeah. I know they lost yesterday to the Cincinnati Reds, which is bad. But again, that just shows you their schedule. Then, I mean, they should have been taking care of business against the Reds, too. I mean, they've just been, you know, simple schedule so far. But it does get more difficult coming up. They got the White Sox, Astros, White Sox, you know, Pirates, Yankees coming up. So, I mean, they got. Here's where, here's where it's tough. You got three against the Yankees, three at Baltimore, which isn't so easy anymore. No, yeah, Baltimore's solid Four at, at the Yankees, three at the Mets, three home for Milwaukee. Four for Toronto, three for the Dodgers, and then three at Chicago. That's a rough stretch. So yeah, they are not gonna they're not gonna win ninety percent of their games. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, probably not. Uh, but yeah, the other thing I want to talk about: the Dodgers are now under five hundred for the season. So and they're uh, the Padres aren't off to a good start either. They're no. eight and ten. Surprisingly, the Arizona Diamondbacks ten and seven. And you know the Diamondbacks. Uh, I know it's way, way, way too early, but I, I was even saying, you look at that lineup, there's some of these teams have better lineups than they've been given credit for, like the Chicago Cubs and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks have a couple decent guys. I mean, I know Gallon people are pretty high on. Yeah, he's a true number one. Yeah, Merrill yeah. Kelly's all right, but after that, it is really bad. I mean, Madison Bumgarner isn't even yeah. close to what he used to be. It seems to matter less with all the bullpen games now, because it's like, oh, well, you know your fifth starter is only going three innings anyway, so... Um, just different different game that we play, um, but yeah, the Dodgers, despite, despite being eight and nine, have a plus sixteen run differential. I also saw that uh, based on how hard they've hit the ball, there's so many crazy baseball yeah, stats. Yeah, baseball is crazy. That the Dodgers have the best performing offense by how hard they're hitting the ball. That they're just the balls aren't finding the right holes, that kind of stuff. Um, I think they still might be leading the league in home runs um, and probably walks as well. So they're still doing. <clears throat> Well, offensively, and it's really the bullpen right now that's that's kind of struggled, but um, still a lot of talent there, and you know early season. But yeah, after after such a great season last year, they are actually below five hundred. So mm, yeah, well, we'll see. So shall we uh, move on? Yeah, how about we talk about some NHL? Yes, the NHL playoffs are here. They began yesterday. Uh, the first game, Hurricanes-Islanders went as expected. Low scoring, Hurricanes won, took care of game one. Second game, Boston Bruins and the Panthers. 
Also kind of as expected, Bruins won 3-1. to one. They play that strong defense. Good game. And then uh, the third game that took place was the Minnesota Wild and Dallas Stars. That went into two overtimes. And overtime hockey is always one of the most exciting things. This is a series that is going to be good. Wild with a big road win against Dallas. And then uh, the next game that happened last night was the Edmonton Oilers against the LA Kings. And the Oilers were up 2-0. They were up 3-1 in the third. And then the LA Kings had it made it cut it down to 3-2. And then the LA Kings pulled their goalie and scored a goal with, I think it was 16 seconds left, 16 or 14 seconds left to tie the game at three. And then in, went into overtime and took care of business, scoring the goal within the first 10 minutes, winning the game four to three, taking home ice away from the number two seeded Edmonton Oilers. So big win for the local LA Kings. And then in today's slate, we got the Rangers versus the Devils, which is currently 3-0 Rangers in New Jersey, which doesn't surprise me. The Rangers are a good team. Uh, the Devils had a very surprising season, but the Rangers made a lot of good moves at the deadline. Uh, I think, I mean, they're on the road here, so they're about to take home ice away, being up three goals with 19 and a half minutes, unless there is an epic third quarter from the Devils. Uh, and then another game, you got the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Maple Leafs. And this was one of those notable things where if you want to talk playoff stuff, Tampa Bay Lightnings have won the Eastern Conference three years in a row. And they're not a team that's been talked about a lot because they're just not as as good as they've been. You know, the East is very strong, but here they are in Toronto up 4-2 to two with five minutes to go in the second period. So obviously tons of game left in there, especially with an offense like uh, Toronto's, but it looks like the Lightning are already doing what they do so far in the playoffs, and that's win some games. And then the last two games for tonight, we've got the Winnipeg Jets, at the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken at the Avalanche. Avalanche, I think, will be able to take care of business. I don't think the Kraken are going to give them that much of an issue. But I do think, even though the Vegas Golden Knights were the one seed, it is a sol- that is a solid Jets team. They have a good goaltending. They got some decent goal scorers. Uh, don't be surprised if the Winnipeg Jets actually give the Vegas Golden Knights uh, a good series. Wouldn't surprise me at all. So I had this thought, and then I realized that it's probably not going to happen, but I was going to say, I think uh, they'll have Sean Kemp in attendance for that Kraken game, but then I realized, oh, no, he, he got arrested. So uh, Wasn't that all false stuff, though? No, they arrested him. So, I mean, he... But it was he, in, like, self-defense or something. Well, it wasn't self-defense because he actually went and... He, he tracked his phone and went and, and shot at them. So. That's self-defense. They stole his fu- car. Yeah, but shit. it wasn't self-defense because he actually still. Well, initiated fuck those people it. for stealing his so. car. You, it's you, not. It's not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be murder or anything. I mean, he didn't kill anyone, but um, yeah, he's still going to probably get in trouble. But um, we know Gary Payton is too busy watching his son, so we knew maybe Detlef Shrimp. Can we get Detlef Shrimp to go? I think he's in Pawnee still. Yeah, <laughs> doing some shows with Parks and Rec. Yeah, we need a local Seattle celebrity. Yeah. Bill Gates. Is he from Seattle? Jeff Bomber, what's his name? Bill Steve Bomber, Steve Bomber. I don't think either of them are, are from Seattle. Just Microsoft is. So. Yeah, well, Steve Bomber's definitely busy. Yeah. Kirk Cobain yeah. still alive? Okay. <laughs> oh, Andy. Ominous Andy strikes again. Gosh. That's that's is a new arena, right? They're not playing in the old. That's they did build a new arena for the Kraken yeah, to try the to Supersonic get Supersonic Stadium. No, I think they built a new one so that the. Uh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they demolished yeah, the Supersonics so. arena. But yeah, so I'm I'm excited for the NHL playoffs. I mean, uh, it's it's always more fun when the local Ducks are in it because you can go to some games and the town's more involved. But 
you know what? It'll it'll still do with this year. The East East is stacked. The East will be a have some really good series, so that's exciting. But uh, I think we got a uh, one more thing to discuss. I believe close it out. It with is some the old soccer Sonics. talk. Oh, it is the old Sonic. Yeah, it's just been renovated. So. Oh, in oh, your face, still. Sandy. Yeah, it's kind of like a tie then, because it's like you were right and wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now have Wi-Fi. What? <laughs> they renovated it. Oh, okay. All right, well, should we talk about some uh, soccer? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> the Champions League continued uh, today, but also... Hold on, Andy, Andy's got something to share here. Just scrolling through the Wikipedia. We were talking about local Seattle celebs. Here we go. They're, they held a, uh, a tennis exhibition match there uh, with Roger Federer and Bill Gates taking on John Isner and Mike McCready of Pearl Jam. So there you go. You do have some local celebs. Oh, you got, there you go. Yeah, Pearl Jam and Bill Gates. That's big time. Uh, yeah. So last time we left you about the Champions League would have been Tuesday. So we didn't get to discuss the Wednesday games then, did we? No. Or did we? So I'm trying to even think who played on those Wednesday games last week. I don't even... Uh, it's whoever plays on the Wednesday games this week. So, no, because right? it, was, it was different, because Manchester oh, okay. City and them played first. Okay, so it was the games that play today then. So Real Madrid played Chelsea last week, and they won 2-0, and they played today, and they went to Chelsea, and they took care of business, winning 2-0 again. So Real Madrid, no surprise, is in the semifinals again. They're the Champions League juggernaut. Uh, and then this was the one that shocked me, was AC Milan played Napoli, and AC Milan uh, won the first game 1-0 at home. Uh, Napoli came home today. They were solid favorites. And Napoli actually, uh, well, they drew 1-1, but they got eliminated. And there was two missed penalties in this game, one by AC Milan, one by Napoli late. So if you see here that Napoli scored in the 90th plus three, they missed a penalty kick in the 82nd minute. So that could have easily, that 90th plus three goal, assuming things would have still fallen the way they did, would have made Napoli go up two to one, which would have made the game go into extra time. Who knows what would have happened after that? But uh, nonetheless, uh, AC Milan has moved on to the semifinals along with Real Madrid. And then tomorrow we've got Bayern Munich versus Manchester City with uh, Man City up 3 0. Uh, it goes to Germany, but it doesn't matter. That, that game could be on the moon. Uh, Manchester City's not going to be eliminated. And then Inter Milan goes home against Benfica, being up 2-0. Uh, and that's big for them because Benfica's a solid team, but I don't think they're solid enough to win by two goals on the road in Milan. So it's looking like uh, City and Inter Milan will join Real Madrid and uh, AC Milan in the uh, semifinals. So should be should be good, I guess. You know, but yeah, that's... Uh, We'll continue to update you as uh, they progresses. I mean, the Champions League is always fun to watch. I enjoy it typically more when Liverpool's around, but uh, Liverpool had a very poor Champions League this year, and uh, they will not be moving on. But it looks like we will see an Italian team for sure, right? Because I believe AC Milan will play Inter Milan, which that'll be good. The semifinals will be good because you'll get the Battle of the Milans for two games, and then you'll get Man City versus Real Madrid for two games, which honestly should be the finals, but... I don't even I don't even know who I would cheer for between Inter Milan and AC Milan because honestly if it's Manchester City versus AC Milan that finals has a chance to be a blowout. Cuz Inter uh, Man City is much better than Inter, of AC Milan. Who do you think Danilo Gallinari is rooting for? Probably AC Milan. Yeah. Actually I don't know though Inter Milan was pretty popular too when 
you know, soccer was because these teams used to dominate the Champions League. Inter Milan was in it a lot, and so was AC Milan. AC Milan used to be one of the best teams in the world like 15 years ago. I mean, if he's from Milan, that's still not going to tell us anything. They're both from Milan. I know, that's what I was wondering. Well, as Andy, oh, he played basketball for Olympia Milano. No, he's also worked for a model as for Armani. Mm-hmm. Very good. Can't find it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that's going to probably wrap us up. I think that'll do it for us. All right. You've been listening to episode 320 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. Tell a friend and tell them to tell a friend. Yeah. We'll see you later. (laughs) 